Mix in the Dark. Hey, what's up? It's Mai Ying from Mix in the Dark. Again, happy Father's Day to all of our dads and father figures everywhere. We love you and hopefully you are able to find a special way to celebrate with your loved ones. I have some fishing and hunting stories this week. I don't get a lot of hunting and fishing stories, so reading these were pretty new and pretty creepy to me. Please enjoy. Story 1 Just about three months ago, we kept having incidents at home. I want to mention that my brothers like to go fishing early in the mornings because we live near a creek. Like the elders say, that's when you run into a bonzong or an evil spirit. They would go fishing every morning during fishing seasons. During one of these times, strange things started happening to them. Something kept riding on one of my brothers at night. It would fully wake him, but he wouldn't be able to move at all. Each time this happened, he would try to scream, but it was like someone was holding his mouth to stop him from screaming. My other brother, who shared the same room, decided to check up on him one night. Unfortunately, he didn't see anything. He decided to rush over to the lights to turn them on. My brother was then immediately able to get up and move. He was afraid and didn't tell anybody. The next day, my brother who turned on the lights got his turn. He came home from work and saw a figure walk past the hallway to another room. He thought my mom was there to visit, but when he followed to where he saw the figure disappear to, no one was there. It turned out that no one else was home but him. He got scared and spent the night with my parents. There was also another morning where my second younger brother saw a black figure come lay in bed with him. My sister-in-law went to school at 7 in the morning. Around 8, my brother saw a figure come toward him. He felt it sat on his bed and crawl over to sleep on the other side of him. He thought it was his wife, so he didn't care and went to sleep. When he woke up, he was alone in his room. He asked my sister-in-law if she came back to get something because he saw her leave already. She said she never came back to the room. I don't believe it. And I thought that it was just them watching too many scary movies or maybe just dreaming. Afterwards, my dad had bad dreams and they called a shaman to have them do some spiritual healing. The shaman told my parents that when my brother went fishing, his spirit attracted the spirit of a girl by the creek and it followed him home. They had to make a fake doll to kick that girl's spirit out. For those of you unfamiliar with this ritual, what happens is a shaman will make a dummy of the person that the spirit is following. This will trick unwanted spirits to follow that dummy instead of the real person. The shaman then traps the spirit with this dummy and sends it off somewhere else so that it would not be able to track that person again. In the past, people would change their names to ensure that they would be completely hidden. I guess I should have believed them. Story 2 
Where I grew up, there was a creek that Hmong people loved to fish at. It was secluded and beautiful. It was a little noisy though because it was underneath an overflown dam. The dam had three levels. The lowest level had a section of the dam removed so water could flow fast and free. When I was a kid, there were no houses surrounding this dam. It was all woods. When my uncles first came to America, I can still remember that we would go out there and fish until dark without anyone bothering us. Sometimes we would camp overnight. As a kid, I never remembered seeing or hearing anything personally. However, the adults always talked about hearing voices or seeing shadows move in the woods. During the first half of the 20th century, it was rumored that the woods surrounding that dam were used as a dumping ground for hit victims by Chicagoland mobsters. Also, the highest part of the flow over dam was at such an angle that folks would use it as a water slide. Every so often, some dumb kids would recklessly go into the water and knock themselves out and then drown from it. Over the years, we saw emergency workers pull two bodies out of that creek. One time, some friends went fishing there. The oldest was only 16. He had just gotten his driver's license and he wanted to take a bunch of his little cousins and his brother out to fish in that creek. The little brother was catfishing when his line snagged something heavy. It didn't pull back on his line so he just assumed it was a rock or a log. But when he pulled, the weight slowly came. When the weight surfaced, it was a dead body. The poor kid threw his pole into the water and ran. When he told his brother and cousins, they all took off. They weren't supposed to go fishing without an adult, so they never told their parents. They told me and my brothers about it years later. Another time, a Hmong guy and his wife went to that creek late in the afternoon along with a friend and his wife. Their plan was simple. Stay late into the night and cast their net for fish. Never mind that netting was illegal there. As soon as it started to get dark, they began netting. It was a good night and they were getting lots of fish. They had a couple of those five gallon buckets and were filling up nicely with good eating sized fish. Around 10 p.m., everyone got tired except for the Hmong guy. His wife and the other couple were on land just casually fishing with rod and reel. As the guy was still casting his net, he saw a light flash. He got scared, thinking it was a ranger. The Hmong guy was especially scared because he was illegally still netting. Instinctively, he dropped his net and ducked underneath the water. The others were astonished at what they saw. They said they saw a ball of white light just hovering over the water. It went to the spot where the Hmong guy went under the water. It hovered a second or two, and then it just vanished. When the Hmong guy came up, it was dark again. They quickly packed their gears and went home. When they got home, they got news that my aunt had been in a car accident and died. When he got the news, the poor guy sat down at his dining table and wept openly for the longest time. He was an orphan. He came to America as a teenager, and for a long time, my uncle and my aunt took him in. My aunt loved him like a son, and he treated her like a mother. I'm not sure if the light was her coming to say goodbye to him, or if it was something else, but it was all 
very strange. Story 3 A few years ago, a few of my mom's cousins came into town to go hunting with my dad and uncle. Deer hunting was really good the previous year, so when my dad shared tales with my mom's cousins, they all got really excited and wanted to go with. Three of them ended up visiting. The plan was to spend an entire week hunting and camping. Everyone was really excited about it. Unfortunately, my brothers and I were working and could not get vacation time to go with the older fellas. Something weird happened, though. Three days into the trip, they all came back home. They didn't come home empty-handed, though. My uncle called us over for dinner that night. They had plenty of deer meat and wanted to share. We had a great time at the gathering at my uncle's house. However, my brothers and I were curious. Why did they come home so soon? One of my mom's cousins told us this story. Prior to coming down for the trip, he purchased a really nice GPS along with a brand new batteries and spare batteries for his backpack. Since he didn't know those woods, he did not want to get lost. He said on the first day, everything was fine. But on the second day, as he was wandering looking for a game, he felt like something was watching him. He said he would hear footsteps, but when he looked behind him, there was no one. All afternoon, this was happening to him. As the day wound down and he made his rendezvous with the other men, it stopped. He told the others about it, but his brothers just teased him. They made camp and went to bed without any incidents. The next day, my mom's cousin was on his own again. He wasn't hearing the footsteps anymore, but he still felt uncomfortable. He decided to stop wandering and find a spot to settle in. He came to a small hill with trees that looked promising. So he made his way to the big tree at the top of the hill. Suddenly, he heard moaning, almost like a woman moaning. He looked around and he said he saw a swirl of wind like a mini tornado coming toward him. As weird as it seemed, he said the moaning was coming from that wind. It was working its way up the hill right for him. My mom's cousin was scared witless. He closed his eyes and could feel the dry leaves and debris swirl up and around him. The moaning seemed to be right in his ears. Then suddenly the wind swirl vanished and it was silent. The poor guy said his heart was pounding and was panting trying to catch his breath. He was so scared. He was no longer an any mood to hunt, he decided to follow his GPS back to camp and just wait there for the men. The weird part is that his GPS was now dead. It made no sense. He shook the GPS, thumped it with his fist, nothing. He removed those batteries and got the spares from his backpack. Those were dead too. Then he reached for his walkie-talkie and tried to reach my dad and the other men. Yes, those batteries were also drained. Luckily, he was able to retrace his steps and find his way back to camp. Several hours later, the other men started to arrive. When they saw him, they were relieved because they had been unable to speak with him all day on the walkie. He explained why and insisted they go home. Since they got a couple of nice-sized deer that day, they reluctantly agreed. Story 4 
Supposedly, at certain places with a jungle or forest, there is a spirit or many spirits that have marked their territory. Anyone or anything that comes into that territory can be subject to an attack. In Laos, these encounters seem to be very common. After my mom's cousin's encounter during a hunting trip, my uncle shared a story with us. He said that as a boy, he encountered what we called a pinyuai. With his dad, he said in those days his dad owned several kinds of farm animals, which were placed on some property owned by his grandfather. He said there were chickens, pigs, goats, and water buffaloes of all kinds in that same area. In case you don't know, a pinyuai is a ghost from old Hmong stories that lives in the woods or the forest. One day, a couple of his dad's goats turned up dead. It was very odd because the goats just died and were eaten. I made a comment about chupacabras, which is a legendary creature in the folklore parts of America that was named because it liked to kill goats. He just gave me a funny look. Anyways, my uncle and his dad decided to keep watch over the animals for a few nights to see if they could catch whatever was messing with the animals. My uncle said where the animals were, there was a tall hill where his grandfather had built a small hut. It was several hundred yards from the main home and provided shelter and rest if they were tending to the gardens or the animals. When my uncle and his dad arrived, the day was waning. They had a nice supply of wood nearby, so they started a fire and cooked some food before settling in. All was quiet until night came. Once the sun had completely set, it started to get cold, and then windy. My uncle said at first it didn't seem like anything. The wind picked up quite a bit. Then suddenly there were strange sounds, like a woman crying or moaning, mixed with the sound of the wind. Then there came knocks and pounding on the wooden door and walls. The wind got so strong it felt like the roof might blow right off. My uncle said he was so scared he started to cry. He said his dad, on the other hand, was hardcore. He just shrugged and sat by the fire to wait it out. All night long, the wind whipped at the tiny hut. Loud shrieks and pounding accompanied it. Neither one of them slept all night. In the morning, they dashed straight home and told the grandpa. The grandpa went out later that day and did some sort of ritual to appease the pinyuai. Apparently, it worked because the goats stopped dying and they never experienced anything like that again. Thank you for listening to Mix in the Dark. I'm your host Ma Ying. Mix in the Dark podcast is available on Buzzsprout. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, YouTube, and Facebook. If you have any stories that you would like to share, please send it to mixinthedark@gmail.com. at gmail.com.